Welcome back to WrestleZone Radio, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman, and right now we have a very special Fridays of Honor interview with Kenny King. Kenny, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Now, first of all, the world wants to know, how are you feeling post-bachelorette here? How is life for you? Are you single? Are you engaged? What is your life right now, Kenny? <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, I'm definitely not engaged, as everybody saw. I got, you know, I get... Uh, I got dumped on national television. Um, but, you know, things are just kind of back to normal. Like uh, like I kind of been saying is the one thing that I kind of refocused on uh, while I was there was my wrestling career and what I wanted to do uh, and, and how I wanted, you know, I felt like I don't, I hadn't, re- I, I still got more in the tank, man. I got a whole lot more to prove. So, uh, you know, I just, and that's kind of what it was about uh, this whole time stepping back, not focusing, training. And uh, and now you know that path has led me to the to the world television title. Absolutely. Uh, well, we'll get to that here in just a moment, and I have a couple other bachelorette questions as well. But uh, not only okay, did you get, get not, not only did you get dumped on <laughs> national television, you also kind of not got dumped, but there was a breakup uh, with the rebellion. You guys got trounced by Search and Destroy at War of the Worlds. How are you doing post rebellion life? Well, you know, that's just one of those things where. Uh, that was not expected, obviously. Uh, you know, if you look at the size of the dudes in the rebellion and the size of the dudes in Search and Destroy, we, we expected a mop the floor with some dudes, but yeah. maybe sometimes overconfidence is, is a little bit of the kiss of death. Uh, you know, Rhett and I have been, you know, we're, have been together for years, uh, so off and on. So it's, it's definitely not a good buy, but it's just one of those things where every man's kind of got to take his own path. So, um, I, I think that it's it's going to go well for everybody. You know, Shane Taylor's on his own. Caprice is is, is going to be doing well. So it was just maybe just an, uh, one of those things where everybody has to break off to do better. What is it like working with Caprice Coleman? I've heard he's a bit of a wily character. <laughs> uh, Caprice Coleman is a fountain of ideas. Uh, you literally nonstop. I mean, Caprice has been in this business for a long time, and his brain is is. Uh, always thinking wrestling. He's always thinking about, uh, you know, what can we do? Can we do this? Can we, how, how can we make this better? Uh, so, you know, sometimes we have to put, uh, you know, like a little a, a strainer on those ideas. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, other than that, man, you know, Caprice, is, he, he's a great guy. He's, uh, you know, he's been in the game a long time. He knows a whole lot. So uh, I love working with Caprice. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, we are here in post-rebellion life with you, uh, Kenny. And uh, on episode 308 of Ring of Honor TV, which was, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, we saw you face off with Kushida for the ROH television title. Um, but the match didn't go quite as planned as Marty Skrull, Adam Page of the Bullet Club, pretty quickly busted up your bout and forced it to become a tag team. Why do you think that the Bullet Club felt the need to get up in your Kushida's match there? That's a good question, man, because I don't really have any beef with the Bullet Club. I don't, uh, you know, I know that Kushida, you know, beat Marty for the championship, but uh, I don't, that was one of those things where, you know, I was focused on Kushida and before, you know, I'm not going to lie, he had me, he had me in a tight spot. And before I know it, uh, you know, the, the match, the bell's ringing, the match is over. So, you know, Bullet Club's got this thing where they feel like they, they, they run the world and they, and they, you know, all the titles belong to them, but that's, <laughs> the next the next champion is going to be either Kenny King or Kushida, probably Kenny King. 
uh, and it's not going to Bullet Club ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, well, there it was. Yeah, you guys uh, tagged up. You teamed up there and tag team defeated uh, Marty Skrull, Adam Page. You picked up the pinfall there. And, you know, on TV, uh, Cole Cabana, Ian Riccoboni, they made note that, you know, you didn't get your match there for the title cleanly as, of course, it became that tag. But if Kushida was able to survive the U.K. tour, it would seem that you would be the next in line for a television title shot. And that is exactly how it has played out here as you and Kushida are going to go heads up for that title. Death Before Dishonor next weekend, September 22nd, live in Las Vegas. What is your mindset going into this bout? What What is your game plan here against Kushida? Uh, you know, I think what my mindset has been is I'm just obsessed with the preparation. You know, the, the watching film and uh, you know making sure that my cardio is 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 on point so I can chase you know a very fast Kushida around the ring. Um, but it's just like I said, I I, I knew it when I was on the backstretch that I wanted to refocus on wrestling and I wanted to make uh, the rest of this year about about that and, and really showing people uh, what I can do. Um, so, you know, when you focus on something and you set a goal and like before I knew it, you know, uh, I'd won a number one contenders match. Before I knew it, I'm standing across from Kushida. And then the way things played out, now I get home court advantage, yep. you know, for my championship game, if you will. Yep. So, uh, it's just like I feel like I'm 2017's Parker Lewis. I don't know if you guys are old enough to catch that reference. I got it. But uh, I got it. <laughs> I'm 32. You know, it I'm 32. Every... I got it. I'm 32. Okay. 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 Good. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those things where everything's just playing out in my favor, man. And 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 if all I have to do is just make the preparations, and if I make the preparations, uh, it just seems like everything's just going to work out and it's going to lay itself out. Obviously. Uh, Rest in Kushida. That's not a done deal. There's no foregone conclusions with that. Right. But if you just look at the way things are laid out, man, it's just really feeling like you know, say to use a corny word, it's feeling like destiny. Yeah. Uh, well, you say home court advantage. Of course, you're referring to the fact that the bout is going to be taking place in Las Vegas, which is, of course, your hometown. Very known for being a Las Vegas hometown boy. Do you feel uh, right. more pressure? Do you feel more pressure because you're going to be in your backyard? No, I feel more pressure because my little girl's going to be there, man. And it's in my life contract that you can't get beat up in front of your daughter. So <laughs> there's, the, there's the pressure like that, you know, that that's going to be the thing uh, coming, you know, going home afterwards, like looking at my little girl in the face, like, oh, man, daddy got beat up in front of you. Oh, but, uh, yeah. you know, that's just one of the things, home home court, you know, every, all the friends, family, uh, people that have watched me wrestle. It's just it, all of that is added pressure. Man, Kenny, how old's your daughter, Kenny? She's ten. Ten. Okay, so she's got a pretty good idea of what's going on here right now. What does she think of Dad, Kenny King, the wrestler? You know, she was. Uh, she's always been kind of indifferent to it, I guess, until like the last maybe year or two. Uh, you know, she's not necessarily like into it, but she's. Uh, I guess she's starting to notice that you know some of the little boys in her class. I watch wrestling and know you know know who her dad is so that's kind of what's maybe uh you know stimulate that interest is like oh man my dad's cool <laughs> you know so uh but she's you know 100% in my corner she's really uh just my biggest fan she even though she hates it when I travel and she doesn't you know she's that's her least favorite part of it um man she's just 
she's there for me like every step of the way. Man, and is uh, is she watching The Bachelorette? Is she watching her dad try to win the affection of another lady? Well, yeah, you know, she was she was featured on it, so uh, we would watch it together. You know, on on Mondays we would have our little watch parties because you know, if if you're gonna watch, a, 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 if my ten year old's gonna watch a show like that, I one I want her to watch it with me, so if she has any questions or if there's anything that she doesn't understand, we can talk about it. Yeah. But you know, it was that was part of, she got to see part of my journey. You know, when I was calling her and, and missing her, she got to see what I was doing and, and, and how much that did affect me. So, you know, it was definitely a, a cool thing for her. And God, once she saw herself on TV, she, you know, she, she had her feet haven't touched the ground ever since then, but uh, it's, it's just a great experience for her to kind of, to kind of get what for me actually to, to get to watch her, uh, you know, do all these things and kind of experience all this cool stuff. I'm not even gonna lie, Kenny. I don't. I don't watch The Bachelorette. I had no idea that your daughter was on it. I mean, I pretty much know you were eliminated from it, but I. I don't know. I, I apologize amongst all my wrestling that I didn't get to watch The Bachelorette. Do you get that reaction from a lot of the boys where they're like, "Oh yeah, Kenny, I heard you uh, doing The Bachelorette. That's good. That's good for you." You know? No, actually. Well, I mean, I trust me. I don't hold you. Uh, hold you. Hold. Hold that. Hold that against you at all. The the reaction was actually the opposite of the boys, where uh, a lot of their wives, you know, they had to actually watch the damn bachelorette because a lot of their wives were making them watch it. <laughs> they were like, "Well, your friends on it, you have to watch it." Awesome. So I know the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks had a lot of questions that was like, "Man, I got a list of questions for my wife." I was like, "Well, I can answer this one and this one and this one, uh, but I can't answer that one." <laughs> So I, I know the Bucks uh, and Frankie and, uh, and or Chris Daniels, especially Chris Daniels, uh, wife and daughter is big into the Bachelorette. So uh, he was he was along for the ride also. So it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of the boys that, that by uh, by default <laughs> were giving me dirty looks because now they had to watch it. Oh man, yeah, my girlfriend's into Total Bellas. I, I get a, a dose of that every so often. She's not a Bachelorette girl though, so I apologize. I wish Fair I enough. I wish I had to come uh, in. With you're good, more. bud. Um, but you you mentioned you're in the Bachelorette, and you and you mentioned how when you were on the Bachelorette, you were sitting there thinking a, a lot about your pro wrestling career. Was it was it a hard choice for you to make to decide to go to do that and take time away while you're right in the prime of your career with Ring of Honor? No, I mean it was it it, it was an opportunity, you know. Uh, it was an opportunity that one, uh, you know, it could obviously could, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for like kind of the biggest spotlight on my wrestling career yeah. and two, like I did, I went on it because at this point I'm, I'm 36. I'm a single dad. Like I'd like to find a, you know, a, a beautiful attorney to get married to, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I was open to, to the opportunity, you know, open to the, the experience, you know, whatever happens, happens, mm-hmm. you know, was- it's just one of those things that you're so kind of isolated, uh, you know, while you're there, you're not, and there's so many people around, but it's it's kind of like a mental isolation because you really can't do anything. You're, you're no phone, no TV, no music. You're just kind of in your head all the time. And uh, you know the the two things that I kept thinking about was like my daughter and when I get back, I'm gonna kick everybody's ass in Ring of Honor. And uh, and you know that was just just my my sole focus. Was there something you learned while doing that show? Because it is a very different environment, reality television, this competition-type show. Was there something you learned uh, either about entertainment or maybe about yourself that there was something from that experience you're going to bring back to pro wrestling? Uh, 
Well, you know, I learned just, uh, more things about myself, you know, just more things about, like, <clears throat> uh, just personal things, you know, like what, I'm, what things that I'm looking for, things that I, you know, what, what, what my priorities. Uh, and that's kind of what, what, I think what all of this has kind of done and what has led me here is kind of taught me is that when you focus in and when you kind of like say, okay, I want to do this and you take steps toward it, uh, all it takes is steps. Everything, everything happens from a first step. So you take steps and you zero in. And that's what it taught me. Once I zero in, uh, there's really nothing, not anything that I can't do. So it's just a, re, you know, a, a reaffirmation uh, of that fact. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I also wanted to, to flip back here to episode 308 of uh, Ring of Honor uh, because we had Punishment versus Flip uh, going on on the show just before you guys uh, uh, squared off, you and Kushida. I'm a big fan of both of these wrestlers. Um, I thought the match was just really good. I've talked to Punishment here since the episode aired as well. What do you think of both of these wrestlers, and what do you think about the future stars of Ring of Honor in general right now? You know, I... That's a very good question uh, because those are actually two of my favorite guys, uh, guys that are coming up. Uh, you know, Punishment is a big, giant man uh, that can move, you know, quick as a cruiserweight. Uh, he's got martial arts experience. He's nasty. That's the kind of, you know, that, that's the kind of character and the, that's the kind of personality that's, you know, unique in Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of six foot four you know, dude, six foot five or six. I just, he's taller than me. That's all. <laughs> that's all I know. But a guy like that, uh, you know, that brings a whole lot to Ring of Honor. So it's not just, you know, the the technic, the, the typical quote unquote Japanese strong style type of guys. He he brings something completely different. And then you kind of juxtapose that with a guy like Flip, who's new and exciting, and just uh, and he just loves pro wrestling, man. And he's. Uh, He's just one of the guys that is good to be around. He's infectious to be around because he's just so happy about, you know, he's like a, he's like a new puppy. Like puppies are just, uh, he's just so wide-eyed and excited to be around. Man, um, and, that? you know, and coupled with that, with the, with the women that we're getting, some of the women that are coming in are top-notch. Uh, we, have, we already have Sumi Sakai and Kelly Klein and, you know, Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, so all of that, is just kind of building up all the other phases of the Ring of Honor. Obviously, the the tag division and the heavyweight division and the you know the television division, all of that is some amongst some of the best wrestling. But when you bring in some of the other you know forms, new guys and and uh, big guys and women, I think that that just rounds out the Ring of Honor's game and makes it a, like an overall top-notch quality product to watch. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about here, of course, is you guys have so many great up-and-coming stars in Ring of Honor. You're crushing it right now, really looking forward to death before Dishonor next weekend. But, of course, there's been a couple other Ring of Honor stars that have made the leap over to WWE recently, which is not something I talk about too often here in these interviews. But Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, there's this real core of guys over there right now. What do you think of WWE's decision to kind of build a stable of Ring of Honor talent in NXT like that? I think that they are finally kind of getting away from the idea that they created wrestling and only good wrestlers come from their system and, and their, you know, their environment. They've started, I mean, it's, it's been a lot. Listen, we, if we can be honest, uh, I've been calling it NXT of Honor for a long time now uh, because it's been that way. They have been looking at the, 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 just the recruiting process has changed. You can tell that they're not looking at guys who have made it who've been doing this, mastering their craft all over the world for, you know, for uh, 
for years. And uh, if you can make it get yourself over, uh, now that's all they care about. And, and that's just a testament to Roddy and Adam and Bobby. I mean, this, all of these guys are top-notch talent. Uh, and, and the simple fact is that they're being able, this is the reason why guys have been able to come in with their own names now, because they've made their names. Yeah. You know, if you've made a name, why would you want to take the steam off of the name of Adam Cole, you know, you, uh, of Bobby Fish, of, of Kyle O'Reilly? These are names. So it's, it's just, it's just a, a, a great indicator where the business is going to where it's not uh, now even WWE is starting to realize that there's talent everywhere and that guys don't have to go through their system uh, in order to be successful. I mean, look at Joe, look at AJ. It's, it's just, you know, the names just keep, keep going on and on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it is crazy to think about, like, that talent in NXT – and you say they, they go after guys with name value. And then it's amazing to see the guys that Ring of Honor has retained. I mean, the Young Bucks, you, Dalton Castle, Colt Cabana. It's a really, I mean, punishment and flip. That match, I was so happy that I got, I was like, oh, which episode was it that Kushida King was on? I was like, oh, that's right, it was 308. I got to go back and watch that whole episode again. And, man, what what just a stacked roster I feel like Ring of Honor has right now. Um, are you feeling that vibe right now? Are you feeling that energy backstage that this is a really special time for Ring of Honor? Absolutely, man. Because it, because of uh, obviously, guys are going to you know make the decision, the best decision for themselves and the families, and either move on or stay. But the guys that we've been able to retain, you know, a guy that you didn't uh, mention, you know, Jay Lethal. Like That's Jay right. Lethal is a world class talent that isn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, and bringing in a Cody, a Bully. I mean, look at look just look at from top to bottom. There's there's no weak spots on the roster. Yeah. Every one of those guys is capable of going out and having a main event match or having any kind of match uh, that's necessary uh, for, the, for the program. So, you know, the, the roster is, uh, you, you know, there's always people that sell the, you know, Adam Cole and Bobby and everybody, but it, all you have to do is go to Ring of Honor and show them uh, all right. Well, Kenny, I'm losing your hair a little bit. I know you're on the road right now. Our connection needs to be waning, but this was actually perfect timing here as we kind of hit the end of it. Also, as we are listing all of the great names in Ring of Honor, I would be remiss if I didn't point out how much of a fan I am of Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser. I think another act that is just incredible right now in Ring of Honor. Uh, but Kenny, I wanna... I'm a huge fan, huge fan of Silas Young, huge fan of Beer City. Like that, that's that's the thing, man. Like guys like that, it doesn't. It's not just about uh, you know. Uh, over-the-top stuff. Silas is a real dude, <laughs> and that kind of thing is infectious. That's how he's been able to be successful, because his his real life, uh, you know, bleeds into his character, and, and, and people can get down with that. Yeah, I used to uh, I used to work a little bit here in the Midwest as a manager, and I saw Silas and uh, uh, Beer City Bruiser here quite often, and I always just wonder myself, I was like, man, how are these guys not on television, like, getting real spots? And to see them now getting to thrive and flourish, especially in the environment surrounded by the talent we've just mentioned it really is it's, it's a great time for ring of honor and uh I'm, I'm super excited again next week and for death before dishonor so with that kenny uh is there anything you want to plug promote put over here maybe a last word to kushida here before we wrap up the interview uh, well I, all i want to say is just everybody just uh you know tune in watch death before dishonor Kenny king versus kushida is going to be an epic match and i'm not saying it's going to be an epic match it's just going to be one of those things where uh, I know I'm going to have to try to kill him to take that title away from him, and uh, he's going to have to try to kill me in order for me to not, to not be out for the count. So uh, I'm literally about to 
go all out. And I know that Kushida is, and, and that's the recipe for something special. So Death Before the Sauna, Friday, September 22nd, you know, <laughs> come check it out, baby. We're about to get, we're about to set it off. <laughs>